The LA Kings continue to roll with a special win over the Edmonton Oilers. Kevin Fiala's on fire. Philip Deneau may have earned a special honor for me, and I'll defend Quinton Byfield a little bit. We'll also talk about the competition for a player a lot of Kings fans would like to see come to LA. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 1,092 subscribers. I'd say we're pretty much a lock to get to 1,100 by the end of the month and keep our streak of 100 or more new subscribers every month. So thank you to all who have taken the time to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, it just lets you know when new episodes are coming out. It also helps the show to be featured more prominently with those that like to watch hockey videos and especially uh, videos of our favorite team, the LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, for the past 20 plus years, the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The Kings hosted the Edmonton Oilers last night, looking to improve to 2-0 against the team that eliminated L.A. from the playoffs a season ago and also looking to prevent Edmonton from gaining any ground on the Kings in the Pacific Division standings. The lineup for L.A. was pretty much the same lineup we've seen now for a handful of games. Quentin Byfield still playing wing on the top line. The red-hot Kevin Fiala playing on the third line. Brennan Lemieux is on the fourth line. And the decor pretty much has been the same, although... I think we need to give Alex Edler a break here coming up pretty soon, the veteran defenseman, uh, but not against the Oilers. He was in there, and uh, no surprise, Phoenix Copley in net in this big divisional matchup. Now, the game didn't start great for L.A., and they did something that I said they needed to avoid in this game against the Oilers, and that was taking a penalty early and giving the Oilers' number one ranked power play chance, uh, a chance to strike and score first, but this would be a theme on the night. The Kings killing off power play chances ironically it would be la's power play that would look like the number one ranked team uh specialty team in the league um not the oilers uh but all-star kevin fiala would strike tw- uh, twice with the man advantage uh scoring two power play goals and the kings would jump out to a two nothing lead la would also kill off both oilers power play chances in that opening period and edmonton uh, would get an even strength goal late uh, and it would be two one after one period, and to be fair, that goal did come right after a uh, Oilers power play expired. In the second period, it was just like the first. L.A. would score two more power play goals, this time both from Adrian Kempe, while killing off three more Oilers power play opportunities. Edmonton would get another even-strength goal, but the Kings had a 4-2 lead after two. In the third, Alex Ayafala would score to make it 5-2, but of course, we had to hear from Connor McDavid. The NHL's leading goal scorer netted his 34th of the year at even strength. But that would be it for the Oilers. Victor Arvidsson would score into an empty net, and L.A. took a big 6-3 win over Edmonton. The Kings improved to 24-14-6 on the season with 54 points in their last 12 games. The Kings are 9-2-1. They've got uh, points in 10 of their last 12 games, 
And as we record this show, L.A. has uh, moved just two points back of Vegas for first place in the Pacific Division, and they're now four points up on Seattle for the second spot in the division. Uh, so, wow, uh, that was not what I expected. Not that I didn't think the Kings would win or should win, but not like that. Um, I did not think the Kings would beat the Oilers in a game where 22 penalties were called. I certainly didn't think the Kings would win if you told me the Oilers were going to have six power play opportunities. But uh, the Oilers did, and they had zero power play goals. And we've talked about the Kings improving penalty kill. Of course, we've talked about how it was called out in the media by GM Rob Blake. Um, and it has been getting a bit better and a bit better. But I don't know that I saw this coming. Uh, the Oilers, if you don't know, have the number one ranked power play in the NHL. They went 0 for 6 uh, with the man advantage against the Kings. And the Kings, penalty kill, by the way, uh, has been ranked second to last in the NHL, at least coming in to last night's game. So to say that that was a, uh, a storyline and a key thing for the Kings victory is, uh, is quite the understatement. Now that penalty kill, again, has been playing better of late, more and more confidence. And I got to say, after that performance last night against that team, uh, hard to believe that the Kings penalty killers don't feel right now that they can compete and, you know, uh, contain any power play unit in the NHL. They did it against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, the two leading point scorers in the NHL. There's no other team in the NHL that could put those two guys, those two weapons out on the ice on a power play, and the Kings shut those guys down. So great to see. Um, i got to believe this is exactly what Rob Blake hoped would happen and Todd McClellan uh, emphasizing the, how important the penalty kill is, how bad it was, and how it needed to improve. And uh, we'll see if eventually the Kings climb up in the rankings and, and become more respectable. Obviously, if they have more efforts like this, they absolutely are. But the bottom line is part of the Kings' big success of late has been the penalty kill. I don't think there's any question about it. So to Andre Kopitar and Alex Iafalo, to Rasmus Kupari and Philip Deneau, to Adrian Kempe and Blake Lazat, as well as all the defensemen, and of course, Phoenix Copley, I salute you. That was a fantastic job last night by the Kings penalty killing unit and by the special teams all around. Oh, by the way, the Kings scored four power play goals. It was the first time in LA Kings history that the Kings had two different players score two power play goals each. Uh, that had never happened before, and it happened last night with Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala. And speaking of those two, Adrian Kempe has now taken over the LA Kings goal-scoring lead. Uh, Juice has 17 goals now on the season. As for Kevin Fiala, he is enjoying the new year. He has five goals and four assists for nine points in four games since the start of 2023. He leads the team in points with 46 and assists with 31. He is third on the team in goals with 15. He's now just one behind Gabe Velarde for second on the Kings. Phoenix Copley continues to amaze for the LA Kings. Not, not that he's playing amazing necessarily in net, but just the story of Phoenix Copley is absolutely amazing. And I was thinking about it. He's kind of like a reliable starting pitcher in baseball. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. He never gets a shutout. But he gets a lot of ground balls, and he's efficient. And at the end of the day, you look at the score sheet, and I'll be damned if he hasn't given you a solid good six or seven innings, maybe allowed two or three runs, but he's given your team a chance to win every night. And that is what Phoenix Copley has done. 
the line for Copley against the Oilers, 31 shots on goal, 28 saves, 8 for 8 shots against making saves while the Kings were shorthanded. Phoenix Copley is now 11-2 and as an LA King in 13 games. His goals against average and his save percentage are good enough, 2.56.904. He's allowed two or fewer goals in eight of his 13 games, three or fewer in 10 of his 13 games. Not spectacular, not flashy, just steady and solid. And I've said it before, I think that's why this is sustainable. If he was playing out of his mind and he had some insane goals against average and save percentage, it would be easy to say he's never done this before and this is not going to last. But he's not doing that. He's playing just steady, solid hockey. And I don't see any reason why he can't continue to do this. I will say, and I don't want to undersell Phoenix Copley at all, but he, I will say he is very, very good in not allowing rebounds. He is very good in puck control and he doesn't give many second chances up. So he, he deserves a lot of credit for that. But it's pretty clear at this point that Phoenix Copley is playing with a lot of confidence. And I don't think, I don't think there's any question that the Kings are confident in what he can do in net for them. Like I said, he gives the Kings a chance to win every game. And ultimately, that's what you need from your number one goaltender. I want to talk a bit about Philip Deneau and Quentin Byfield. That's coming up in just a moment. But first... I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from the NFL. Playoffs are coming up this weekend. You've got basketball, college, and pro going on. Uh, Esports as well. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So I own about 15 LA Kings jerseys from different eras and styles. Uh, I wear them often while I am recording this show. For those of you that are watching on the YouTube channel, today I am wearing Rob Blake. Um, most of my jerseys have a player's name and number, and I'm particular about the player uh, that I get as far as the jersey goes. Not just because of the financial investment uh, in a jersey, but if I'm going to have a player's name and number, I want it to be someone that I really like and maybe even is also seems like he's a pretty good guy. Um, I have multiple Andre Kopitars, Drew Doughty's, Dustin Browns. I've got a Luke Robitaille, Rob Blake, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Um, I had one hiccup, Adam Deadmarsh back in the day. We all make mistakes. Uh, but if I were to get a Jersey of one of the newer Kings players, I think it would be Philip Deneau. I really have become a huge fan of his. He is just a great all around player. Good at everything. He can kill penalties. He can score goals. He'll block shots. He'll win a face off. I love that he really seems to enjoy the game as well. I I think it rubs off on his teammates. He comes to the rink every day with a smile. He's positive and uh, just a a joy to watch uh, on the ice. And if you missed it last night, he also did something that goes a long way with me. Uh, And that's he he dropped the gloves to stick up for a teammate. Uh, Victor Arvidsson took a hard hit from the Oilers' Jesse Pugliarvi. I actually thought it was probably a clean hit. But, but Arvidsson was kind of bent over and it looked like, you know, maybe the elbow kind of went into his head, although he didn't really stick it out or, or hold it up. But, but regardless, um, Philip Deneau in the moment on the ice saw a teammate take a questionable hit and he didn't hesitate. 
he dropped the gloves and he went after Pooley RV to send a message that you guys aren't going to take cheap shots or borderline shots uh, against one of my teammates. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not one who's against fighting. It's not something that I really watch the game for. I've said for many years, if it went away tomorrow, if they outlawed fighting in the NHL, it wouldn't affect my enjoyment of the game at all. I would still watch the games as much as I watch them now, but I'm also, it is a little something every now and then that I will admit that I, I enjoy a little bit and something like that. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm a huge fan of that. I love what Philip Deneau did in that situation. I guarantee you his teammates appreciate it. I promise you Victor Arvidsson appreciated. I know when Deneau got out of the box, came onto the bench and sat next to Arvidsson that Arvidsson gave him a little, Hey man, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, we talk about great acquisitions and I know Kevin Fiala is getting a lot of attention uh, and deservedly so, but the addition of Philip Deneau last season uh, was great last year and he continues to be a, just a really positive force for the LA Kings. Uh, kudos to GM Rob Blake for going out and getting that guy. And he has really been a difference maker. Maybe again, not as spectacular and noticeable as a Kevin Fiala, but uh, yeah, I might have to get a Philip Deneau jersey. I might have to do that. Speaking of jerseys, real quick, not to get off on a, on a rant, but the game the other night against Vegas was the last time the Kings are wearing their reversed retros this year. Why? I mean, we've just hit the halfway mark of the season. We're not going to see those jerseys again this season. That's ridiculous. I don't get it. Those jerseys are glorious. Uh, if you're a newer viewer or listener, I talked about this. I think it was in the offseason, maybe close to when the start of the season was getting ready to go. I am not a huge fan of the Kings current colors or jerseys. I, I get that there's a lot of nostalgia, if you want to call it that, or good feelings around those uniforms because the Kings won their first two cups wearing those uniforms. So I get that. Um, and I love black. I wear black all the time, but when you've got purple and gold, uh, those are great colors. And and the Kings uniforms are just so boring and the, the reverse retros with those purple and gold, they're amazing they are some of the best uniforms i think in the nhl and i would love for the kings to switch to those uniforms um just they look so great i, I don't get why we're not going to see them again for the rest of the year that's that's disappointing all right let's uh let's change gears and talk a little bit about quentin byfield and i, I don't know how much i should put into things that i see on social media uh, or even the comments that are made on my YouTube episodes, but I feel like I need to talk about QB a little bit. And I think there is legitimate discussion about whether he should be in the NHL or the AHL. I think there is legitimate discussion about whether he should be utilized at wing or at center if he is going to play uh, in the NHL and he's playing wing at the moment. I think it's more of an experiment than anything for right now, but I, I still think it is crazy for people to use the B word with Quentin Byfield and no, not, not that B word. I'm talking about bust. Now what's fun about sports is giving our opinions. And if you have that opinion and you want to share it, that's fine. But is it accurate? Is it fair? Uh, at this point, I just think it's way too soon to have that opinion. I mean, if you want to have that opinion, that's fine. Like I said, it, being a sports fan is about uh, having opinions. And if you want to have a hot take and get it out there and say, I told you so back in the day, I said, this guy was never going to mount anything. That's fine. But let's just look at what he's done so far in his career. All right. 15 games this season with the Kings been in and out of the lineup because of the, the illness that he had. And he has only four assists. 
And I don't think any of them were primary assists, to be honest with you. I can't recall him setting up, making a great pass for a goal. So, yeah, is that concerning? Sure. Um, I know I have called for QB to be with the Kings um, and not in the AHL. But, you again, you can make the case very easily that Rasmus Kupari has earned uh, time as the Kings' fourth-line center and not Byfield. That, that's absolutely fair. 28 games for the Kings this season. Kupari has three goals and four assists. He's also playing on the penalty kill. And he has been more noticeable as somebody that has been effective in the lineup uh, as opposed to what Quentin Byfield has offered so far. Now we'll see what the Kings do when Trevor Moore and Arthur Callie have come back if QB does go back to the AHL. Um, but consider this. He still hasn't played a full season in the NHL. 61 games, and we're ready to call him a bust. That's a little much for me. He's 20 years old. Um, haven't we learned anything from Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde? I mean, there were those out there that were quick to say that those guys were a waste of a first-round pick. How's that turned out? Pretty well. Um, plus, all the so-called experts, when Byfield was drafted, said he was going to take longer to develop than some of the other players that were picked around him. Uh, now, it is possible that Byfield never turns into the player that we all hope he's going to be, which is an elite player, not just a good player. Um, but if you look at the other players that were taken around him, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Alexi Lafoniere was the first pick of the Rangers. Then it was Byfield. Tim Stutzler then went to the Senators, Lucas Raymond to the Red Wings. Now, those other three guys have been pretty solid and put up some numbers so far in their career, but none of them are superstars. Uh, and Lafoniere was supposed to be not just a good player, but a generational talent. That's what we were told about this guy. And everyone was so mad that the New York Rangers were able to get that pick. And they were going to be amazing for years to come. Well, it, it hasn't worked out. Matter of fact, Lafreniere was a healthy scratch the other day. He's been okay, but certainly not as advertised. And I'm sure the Locked On Rangers show has done episodes on him as well. Um, the point is, I still think we need to give Byfield more time. And, and again, if you want to have that opinion, that's your opinion. You have every right to have that. But it's way too soon for me to even consider uh, using the B word with Quentin Byfield. Uh, it, it just, I just don't think it is fair to say he's a bust at this point when he hasn't even played an 82 game NHL season yet. Um, so we'll see. I, I get the concern. Um, I share that concern a little bit as well, but I'm, I'm just saying for me, I think pump the brakes on, on Quentin Byfield being a bust at this point. Okay, I want to tell you about a player that is not on the Kings that most of you are probably familiar with and if he might end up on one of the Kings division rivals. Uh, but first, I need to let you know that this episode of Lockdown LA Kings is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the NHL trade deadline is on the horizon, uh, March the 3rd. And even if you don't follow such things, you've probably heard of the name 
Jacob Chikrin. We've done a couple of episodes about him here on Locked on LA Kings. He's a talented defenseman for the Arizona Coyotes that many Kings fans think would be a perfect fit in LA. Of course, there are a lot of other fans that believe he'd be a perfect fit on their team too. And one of those teams is last night's opponent, the Edmonton Oilers. Now, while the Kings are playing well um, defensively right now, the Oilers are not. Uh, they also have much higher expectations for this season uh, than the Kings have had. Um, right now, the Oilers are just struggling to maintain a playoff position. And if you're a baseball fan, the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm bringing a couple of baseball references into this. I don't even really watch baseball that much. But anyway, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are the Angels of the NHL. Uh, the Angels have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, two superstars who have won MVPs but really don't have a lot of team success to show for it. Uh, no championships, no finals appearances. Same goes for the Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, and there's pressure on Oilers GM Ken Holland to do something to help this team out defensively and to give them some sort of spark and push them in the right direction. Uh, they feel like uh, these these uh, key years of McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to waste. And they you know the window will be closing here in the next few years uh, You know as far as them those two guys being in their prime and uh they don't want to see those those careers wasted with no rings and no banners up in the rafters so we'll see how it all shakes out but uh, there's a lot of chatter going on right now in edmonton for the oilers to make a splash move and specifically to go out and do what it takes to get a jacob chikrin now the oilers do not have the assets that the LA Kings do as far as prospects and whatnot but apparently they're going to be willing to part with a, a boatload of draft picks to try and get Jacob Chikrin. So we'll see how it ends out. We'll see if Jacob Chikrin eventually does end up in the Pacific Division and could be someone that goes against the LA Kings. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I just saw doing some research uh, for the show uh, and talking about the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you know, you go and you check out some of the blogs and things like that, some of the uh, the beat reporters and what they're saying about the team. And, and again, there's a lot of chatter, not just on social media, but elsewhere that uh, say that the Oilers need to go out and make a big move and try and get Jacob Chikrin. We'll see if that happens or not. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we will have a special guest, Jared Chaffron, manager of communications and content for the Ontario Reign, is going to join us to let us know how things are going with the Kings AHL affiliate about halfway through their season. Uh, he's going to give us a firsthand account of how Cal Peterson is playing, as well as key Kings prospects like Alex Turcotte and Martin Kromiak, that is coming up on tomorrow's show. Jared Schaffron from the Ontario Reign is scheduled to join us. We'll also give you a quick preview of the Kings game coming up Wednesday night at home against the San Jose Sharks. If you want to send me an email on anything that's going on with this show, um, or the LA Kings, obviously, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. We are going to have a Feedback Friday show, so if you're interested in getting your uh, your questions to me or your comments to me um, do so before Friday and we'll definitely read as many as we can uh, if you would like to follow the show on Twitter we are at locked on LA Kings on Instagram at locked on LA Kings as well hey thank you for making locked on LA Kings your first listen for your next listen check out locked on NHL prospects your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much, excuse me, for listening and watching uh, Locked on LA Kings. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go.